I went live. Hey, TTBB. Hey, through the veil, how are you? Freaky Geek. Hey, Freaky Geek. Hey, Sid. Welcome, Sid. I don't know. If it's telling Freaky, it's not showing that you're live until he gets to the stream. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. I don't know. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you for asking. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. I can barely hear either one of us. Do you guys hear us okay? Even Vail says she just happened uh, upon us. Huh. I don't know. Why is she doing that? Trying to get all my chats up. You can hear us said good. Okay. Hey, Elsa. Or Alyssa. I'm sorry. Apparently, I can't read. <laughs> well, that's everybody knows that. <laughs> hey, Patrick. Patrick, hello. I should apply. There we go. <laughs> you never know. She might be talking to herself, Freaky Geek. <laughs> I've heard it's the best conversation you can have. Exactly. The answers you were searching for? Right there. Are right there. <laughs> I know. There's two Nicole now. <laughs> Patrick got the notice, but when he clicked on it, it wouldn't go to the... That's weird. I don't know what's going on. It might... I don't know if it's something to do like my side. Like, Eddie is showing up that he has full bars on Wi-Fi. My showing that I'm in the yellow and I have two bars. Which is weird, because we use the same Wi-Fi. He'll be right back. My food is here. <laughs> Oh, wow, was not prepared for Boston weather, LOL, freezing morning. Oh, 
Yeah, we're supposed to get to 70 today. Hey, Joanne. Yeah, same here, Freaky Geek. That doesn't work for me either. I've heard if you want expert advice to talk to oneself. But yeah, it's the same way. It definitely doesn't work for me. How is everybody? Hopefully all is well with you guys. Yeah, that's true. Andy, I, I don't know what, I don't want to know what Andy's tickling. No, <laughs> long as it's his guitar, we're good. Okay. Right. Yeah, Patrick, same here. I always lose when I talk to myself too. Oh. We're doing good. Doing good. <laughs> yeah, freaking it's supposed to be 70 today, so but it seems chilly out there this morning. Not to Eddie because he just got off work. Hey Ron. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> you don't start arguments with yourself, Freaky Geek? I do. I argue with myself all the time. All the time. Oh, I got full bar. Now I got two bars. What the hell? I, I don't know what's going on, but who knows. I'd lose a life, don't set arguments still. Aw. Hey, Andy. No tea yet? I guess you are slack, freaky geek. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> Today, of course, is Thursday. Stuff going on. Are you, Patrick? Still having problems with your internet? That sucks. <laughs> Nicole told me to stop playing with myself, put my instrument down, and get on here. So I, so here I be. Well done, Andy. Your toys need a rust now and then. <laughs> so today on Thriller Thursdays, we'll be discussing, of course, cryptids, legends, and lores. First off, we're going to be talking about the eerie legends from the Arctic and Antarctica. Then we ask, is this real? And the answer is yes. 11 terrifying urban legends that turned out to be true. And then we're talking some short, not short, short stories about urban legends. Last but not least, the legend of the week is the Mongolian death worm. Eddie's back. Eddie's back. So let me go ahead and pull up this, switch this. 
and we'll get started. How are you today? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> That's a fucking question. <laughs> so sorry. Hi to everybody I missed that came in. <laughs> okay, through the veil, no problem, hurry back. Yes, that's why it was quiet, Eddie See how he is? That's, that's right, God damn it. my presence is going to be known. That's why my name's Chaos Awaits. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick said he's going through severe thunderstorms, so be safe, Patrick. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, this beer is friggin' ice cold. Is it? Holy crap. Long lay-in again, Eddie? Uh, huh? Oh, shit. All right, hold on. I got to turn my camera off for a second. Okay. God forbid you see his hair. Well, I've been working all damn night. I'm sure it's all nasty and sweaty. And... <laughs> well, so to get started, I'm going to get this off there so I can get pull up. We'll do it in uh, about another minute and a half. It'll be 10-10. Okay. All right. My camera. I'm froze. Move. I see you. I don't even see my camera. It's down on the bottom. There. Now I'm on froze. All chat and everything just stopped. You're, yeah, the chat just stopped on the, online, too. Your OBS went down. Well, screw OBS. I put the chat up there so people can see what people are seeing. I know. Just shut up and go on with the show. <laughs> well, get OBS up there so I could. It is up. You stopped sharing. I didn't stop anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you see? You see what I have to deal with? Well, uh, well. Where do I have to go? I have to go back through the mail, don't I? No, you go through OBS. You hit OBS. I, I, I did. Okay. Restream. Screen share. Uh, you ain't making no damn sense, because I hit OBS and I can see everybody's chat. It's not in the screen, honey. That's not my fault. Well, why didn't you just tell me to do that? I Oh, shut up. You see the shit I got to deal with? Ay, <laughs> vey. There. I am lost. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, beep, beep. Hey, beep, beep. Magnet in. Okay, magnet in. This is my last day. This is day 30 for me and day 29 for Shadows. That's right, because I missed a day. I missed a day. I did, I did. See, Nicole got me. She, she understood. <laughs> Whatever, Nicole. <laughs> hey, Nicole K. All right, which one of you are over in? Well, I know Nicole is Nicole P. And she's in Belgium. Where's the other Nicole? 
in over in D Live. I saw the dance of banana. Totally missed you. I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't see another Nicole over there. Yeah. Okay, D Live didn't stop working. All right, that's what I saw. Oh, you. That is you, Nicole. Oh, okay. Holy crap. You, I, for a minute there, I thought we had three Nicoles in. Would you like a beer? Maybe. <laughs> I might need one after this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pammy. Where's Pammy? No, let me guess. She's over in D-Live. <laughs> no, Pammy's... <laughs> yeah, she, oh, no, where'd she go? Oh... I just want to go to bed. Hi, Pammy. <laughs> hey, Nicole. Psst, it's me, Nicole, from Belgium. Just hopping. <laughs> oh, right, right? I got all sorts of confused there for a minute there. Talking about being confused. Tracy just told me I got to be there at 6 in the morning on Monday. I thought it was on Tuesday. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. So that means I'll be working Sunday morning. Well, into Monday. Yeah. And then going straight from my nighttime job to go cover the restaurant for another eight hours. Oh, my God, honey. Hi, Missy. Okay. Is everybody sat Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Brett. Brett, how you doing, buddy? So, again, today, today is Thriller Thursdays, of course. Cryptids, Legends, and Lore. We're going to be talking about eerie legends from the Arctic and Antarctica. The first one we talk about is the art, or that we're going to be talking about, is the Arctic ghost of the fur trader, Augustus Piers. Hudson's Bay Company fur trader, Augustus Richard Piers, passed away on March 15, 1853, while working as a post manager at Fort McPherson in Diet, in the VIP region of the Northwest Territories. Even though Piers had made it painfully well known that he wanted his remains interred anywhere other than Fort McPherson. So he's like, when I die, put me anywhere, just not here. His supervisor, Roderick McFarlane, buried him in the fort regardless. If you ever heard a ghost story in your life, you'll know this was just asking for trouble. <laughs> Still, it seems the ghost of Piers was determined to be helpful rather than vengeful. Supervisor McFarlane and a few of his workers began the journey there by dog sled, but nearly a week before arriving, they heard a voice beyond the light of their campfire that sounded like Piers, warning them of approaching wolves. Several nights later, they heard Piers' voice again, this time alerting them to a wolverine that apparently meant to harm meant harm to the man's corpse. After eventually burying <laughs> Piers' body in Fort Good Hope, McFarlane and his workers returned to Fort McPherson, 
But only two days into their journey, McFarlane woke up to see Pierre stand, staring down at him and one of his crewmates. Beat, oh. hold on, beat, beat, musician Willie Wright. I, I guess the lockdown got people all confused. Yes, both <laughs> men saw the ghost and hid under their blankets until it disappeared. So do you think Pierce came merely to thank them for a job well done? No, I think he came to spook the shit out of them. Yeah? Well, he told them not to bury him there, and he did anyways. But then that they transported him and buried him somewhere else. Oh, they, they dug him back up. I missed that part. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, they probably came. he probably came back saying, you did what I asked you to do, so... Thank you. I'm going to give you a heads up. Yeah. And Andy's absolutely right. Nobody asks for trouble like Andy. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Not going to lie. <laughs> hey, Eli. Hey, Eli. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks a lot, Eli. Appreciate it. Be safe on your travels. So... <clears throat> Holy crap, honey. That's beautiful. Well, I haven't, had, I haven't had a beer in four days. I know. Your body's like, oh, yeah. I apologize. I know, Patrick. I have same thing. I laugh to think that a blanket could protect you from a ghost. I mean, but I know when I was younger, I don't know about you guys, when you, you know, get scared in the middle of the night, I used to believe that, and I think it was, no, it was before. Nicole, that was me. I burped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would sit there and think that nobody can get me if I was laying on my stomach. Like knife, a knife couldn't stab through my back. I don't know. I was little. Because you were supposed to get stabbed in the heart. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, sound effects too. He's He does it all. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Eli. Have a good day, Eli. You know what, or Freaky Geek, you know what, my daughter, Danielle Yuri, that comes in here, she used to do that. She used to sit there and she would turn into a statue, close her eyes and turn into a statue when somebody that she didn't know was around. <laughs> beep, beep, burped at the same time I did. Hey, see? So my burp covered his. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the second little story I got is the disembodied voices of Deception Island. Maybe, maybe I might have Patrick. <laughs> oh Jesus, Andy! I they always tell up. people to stab me in the heart. By the time they be even begin to think they found it, they've lost interest by doing so. In doing so. In doing so, yes. Too funny, Andy! I swear. <laughs> so, Deception Island is one of the most popular Antarctica cruises. I didn't know Antarctica didn't even had cruises. Um, I thought it was all just army, but down there from different countries. Um, so anyway, Antarctica has a cruise. Um, and once it was home to an old whaler station, whale bones can, can in fact still be seen on some of the beaches. Evidence of the industry that once slaughtered those animals. Excuse me. When oil prices tanked, 
with the onset of the Great Depression, the station, station was abandoned and only later appropriated as a British World War II base. Some visitors to Whalers Bay, a landing site in Deception Island, have described seeing strange aber apparitions and orbs of light. A few people have even heard voices. Not only that, in 2009, the crew of American sci-fi TV show Destination Truth, big fan, love Josh Gates, um, visited the, the bay, the, 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 the bay, <laughs> where the crew heard you loud bangs. You were just out the, the part. Yes, yes. Heard loud bangs <laughs> and saw a shadowy figure walking among the ruins. They also recorded a thermal signature in the window and heard what seemed to be an SOS signal coming from one of the shacks. Maybe it all was just a coincidence, but not according to some. Um, Andy wants to know a British World War II what? Because <laughs> you went the, 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 the. <laughs> No, that was way up here. It was a base, a British World War II base. Yeah, they were safe. Nicole's over there giving me the eyebrows. <laughs> you need to show up earlier and help Missy put her teeth in straight. Hey, uh, uh, that's not cool, dude, because I don't have teeth either. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, th I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going to Antarctica if there is. No, it was uh, about the bay. Yeah, that's what I stuttered and I stuttered on. Visited. <laughs> apparently, apparently I can't stop once I get started. <laughs> it was like a jump start and a stick shift. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you know what it is? I haven't had Pepsi in a day. And Eddie bought me Pepsi today, so it was like, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. me too, Eli. My food's sitting in the other room. So hush there, mister. Hey, I, and she's using that as an excuse. I guess she can because I haven't had a beer for four days, and after two sips, that burp came out. <laughs> Freaky Geek's like, sweet, I understood something. <laughs> uh, what are you saying, Freaky Geek? <laughs> but you know what's funny? People don't get, even though I don't have teeth, I'll sit there and I'll eat an apple. Yep. I, oh, I can yeah. eat corn on the cob. I can eat steak. I can eat everything that everybody else eats. <laughs> it's the same with me. I I can eat anything. Basically. Oh, Andy, that, that, I even, that sounds gross. <laughs> I even eat cashews. That I I can't eat cashews, but I I found out I can eat uh, pistachios. Yeah, yeah. With peanuts and everything like that, I have to uh, crush them up. Yeah, I use a hammer and I crush them up and eat them that way. <laughs> Uh, World War II, the Germans had a weather station in Labrador, portion of Newfoundland. It was not part of Canada back then. Oh, wow. Interesting. See, this is what I love about you guys. You guys bring interesting facts to the conversation, and I love that. I absolutely love that. Does anybody remember uh, the secret submarine? Uh, I, 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 it's not a port. But uh, it was a way for them to sneak into Dutch Harbor. Um, they would come in 
and they would actually dock inside Dutch Harbor and nobody knew they were even there. I know, Freaky Geek, I should have my little cut cutlery set with a little hammer in there. <laughs> little plastic hammer. <laughs> no, it's got to be a one of the little ball bean hammers. <laughs> That's that, wild. Isn't that when Alaska became a state? 1949? It could be. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> He's going to Google it. Yep. He's found you. I, I wrote you boats or I read you boats So it's like he found you boats um, He found out how to work Google. So now he's the Google whiz. No, I'm not a whiz. <laughs> it was used for the new boats in the war. You know, Patrick, when I first found out. Oh, was, I'm wrong. It, it was January 3rd, 1959. Oh, 59. Well, that's. Hurry back, freaky. Yeah, it was like ten years. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I, I. That's what it kind of struck for, a bell. For the longest time, Patrick, when people talked about U boat U boats, I didn't know. I mean, I knew that's what the Germans had, but I didn't know what the hell they were. I mean, all I could picture was these boats shaped in U, yep. and I'm like, yep. why would the hell <laughs> would somebody build something like that? So as they're going down the river, or they, you know, they're going in circles the whole way. I know. <laughs> it's going like a boomerang. I didn't realize that they were. That's what they called their subs, and I was yeah. just like, it, it blew me away because I would always, you know, listen to documentaries. You know how I am with the History Channel and that, and they would always talk about the U-boats, and I'm like, I don't understand. Now I, I might be wrong, but I've heard that the U for U-boat stood for underwater boat. I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Oh, so a lovely woman earlier today, long, shiny black hair all the way down her back, none on her head, just... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, you, and she was lovely, huh? Okay. You go out Andy, on a date. Andy just, Andy, you know, just, he could... See his fingers just braiding the back hair. Oh! <laughs> back, I do my best not to stand on her things. Never know when something is going to fall. I hear you. Yeah, but you always stand under your roof, don't you? <laughs> oh, geez, April Fool's Day is when wow. Newfoundland joined that, Canada. That's wild. That That's... Like a uh, really bad day to pull a joke. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna become an alliance. Ba, 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 ba. April Fools. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the way she directed her knuckles when walking down the street between swinging through the trees was just mind blowing. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Was she known as a silverback? <laughs> God, the ghost of the, I'm just going to go ahead, <laughs> the ghost of the Arctic Circle Hot Springs Resort. Arctic Circle Hot Springs Resort is in the town of Central Alaska. What? What? <laughs> what? What did you say? What? Arctic Circle Hot Springs Resort is in Hi, the town. Hi, Tamara. Hey, Tamara. Is in Central Alaska. Hmm. Which I did map out. I was like, where the hell is this? Because I want to go. But it's up past Fairbanks. 
It's so, up past Fairbanks? Yeah, it's, it's up past Fairbanks. Welcome, welcome, Tamara. How you doing, hon? Hope all is well. So it was built on the site of a 400-gallon-per-minute hot springs in 1918. It then went, underwent several changes of ownership until finally being closed in 2002. Through the, though the facility shut down due to financial troubles, Perhaps some of those troubles were due to the odd happenings staff and visitors reported over the years. In the resort's third floor library, there is said to be a female ghost in that, that roams around the bookshelves, and many of the kitchen workers used to hear strange whistling noises they couldn't explain from the hallways and exterior. A teacher from California even tried to contact the ghost of one of the former owners, recording doors opening and closing on their own and claiming to feel the presence of the former owner's wife nearby. Other visitors also reported seeing the main hall's chandelier swing without help of wind, hearing footsteps on the stairs and watching paintings come to life. Hi, Joanne. Hey, Joanne. I didn't even know she was here oh, until yeah, she, she said was... hi to Tamara. Yeah, she was over there in... Hey, Paranormal, Paranormal in History. Paranormal in History, how you doing? How you doing? Welcome. Well, she just brought the whole group in under the name. <laughs> right? <laughs> let's see now. Let's see. Is, is this Sarah? Is it Scott? Is it... <laughs> it's the mystery. <laughs> Hurry back, Andy. So watching paintings come to life. Now, that would be... <laughs> that would be odd. Yeah. Nope, it's only Sarah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> oh, babysitting. That's always fun. So, that would be pretty odd to see a painting come to life. Yeah. Now, it, especially if it climbs out on the frame. That would freak me the hell out. <laughs> that, yes. yes. Yes, it's Queen, Queen Sarah. Sarah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All hail the queen. <laughs> so, yeah, that would freak me out. If something started crawling out of the painting, um, that would definitely freak me out. Well, that's why I have a problem going to funerals. Because even as old as I am, I can stand there and swear to God they're breathing. Yeah, I know. Number four is the Restless Spirits of Ross Island. In the late 1970s, day trip flights from New Zealand offered a passenger the opportunity to see Antarctica from the air. But tragedy struck on November 28, 1979, when a flight carrying 257 people crashed into Ross's, Ross Island's Mount Erebus, killing everyone on board. The bodies were stored in the American Research Station in McMurdo. In over the years, many visitors to the base have claimed to see ghosts of the light, the flight's passenger and crew roaming the halls and the outer grounds. People have supposedly heard voices, felt for presences, and even spotted trails of the unexplained footprints. Though thankfully, none of, the, of our own guests have reported this. Oh, uh, <laughs> was that, you still got more of that story? No. All right. 
give Sarah a quick rundown of why we look the way we look? Oh, yes. Because she, I don't think, has seen us before in this uh, fashion statement. Well, we might be a little too small for her to see. Hold on, let me... Pull it up? Pull it up. You're definitely small. I can barely see your head. So, just in case Sarah don't know and other people that have come in that don't know, we are doing an experiment with a magnet. I did a, a story about a month ago. Almost, well, yeah. About a month ago um, about how um, we are... This guy did a... Uh, put an experiment, did an experiment with this magnet that opened up his pineal, his pineal, pineal gland. God, I can't even talk today. Or his third eye. And um, different things started happening to him. So we've been trying it. We've had a little bit of things happen to us, but... We haven't had no walls melting like he said. Yeah, like he went through the astral world, over to the astral world. Where, or through the veil. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> he went through the veil. Um, oh, like, what the hell is wrong that? with you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Penile gland. Penile gland. <laughs> so, um. I, we're supposed to wear it for 30 For 30 days. For 30 days. And that's what the experiment consisted of. Yeah. So, and we, well, this is Eddie's 30 day. I missed a day. So, she's got to do it one more day. Yeah. This, this completes my 30 days. And about the only thing I've really experienced is at one point, I actually felt like I was levitating. Like my feet weren't on the ground. Yeah. And there's been a couple <laughs> of things like, Eddie, the day that I missed, Eddie wore his magnet. I didn't wear mine. I think I was having headaches that day or something. Yeah. But... The line showed up like I had a red mark, like I had been wearing mine, which is weird. Um, I've had very more vivid dreams. They've become more clear. Yeah, yeah. Like names and numbers and, you know, colors are more brighter in my dreams. It's weird. Well, I have started seeing my shadow buddy a lot more lately. Yeah. I used to have a, a shadow friend. He would come into the living room, sit down, and watch TV with me. <laughs> but of course, like we stated no, before, no freaky. I don't think that's going to happen. And of course, like we said before, that it could be a placebo effect. You don't know, but, but it's just very. It's a, some of those things have been strange. Um, we 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 do have uh, it put out there that if anybody has an experiment, they would like us to try. That isn't going to maim us or kill us. It, or, you know, yeah. And none of that stuff. Um, we'd, we'd be more than happy to hear it and, and think about giving it a try. Uh, you get a chance. Uh, shout ourselves cards that make us do... We can do stupid stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Streamlabs isn't going, is it? I haven't seen it. Um, it is over in DLive. Do we have a... We paid the bill, didn't we? Streamlabs is free. Huh? Streamlabs is free. Oh. Well, yeah, <laughs> now that you say that, I haven't seen that in, in a couple of days. Yeah. No, no Andy, no strip poker cards. God, I don't want to scare people away. <laughs> but you have to play the right card 
when they yes. the right things to do. <laughs> yes. Freaky Geek told me I could only play with my left hand yesterday. And she wasn't even playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously for when I'm gaming. Um. But in his defense, he doesn't know what the card is until he plays it. Yeah, that's weird. I was going to look that up. I will look that up today. I totally forgot. I've been dealing with headaches a lot lately, so. Andy, that's just for you. Will you shut up? See, we get to know more and more about this whole Andy-Eddie relationship here. Man. (laughs) I've kept my mouth shut this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, no store. (laughs) No. Like I said, we want to keep viewers, not, you know... Yeah, we, we, we don't want to discourage them from coming in. <laughs> yes, it was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, the last time I trolled, yeah, they played the troll card. I did not know man would be walking on the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well. No, 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 no. I'm getting more than 35%, pal. (laughs) (laughs) I want at least 43. (laughs) So, Patrick, I kind of need your help, or Freaky Geek as well. So, talking about Labrador, Canada, the Phantom Trapper. That's not our guy, is it? It didn't sound like his thing. But anyway, this legend has it that during the harsh winters of Labrador, Canada... The Phantom Trapper is cursed to eternally drive his team of 14 white huskies across the region's vast barren landscape, guiding lost people to safety. Nobody knows the Trapper's real name, but many have recognized this good Samaritan ghost by his clothing and his thick furs and skin. What the hell are... Stop showing leg, man! Read, read what Andy said... <laughs> <laughs> it's like that in life the trapper sold toxic alcohol to the native people even assaulting many of their women before dying of natural causes evading retribution for his crimes in life he's now doomed to pay for them in death though some of our snow loving guides might not consider his punishment half bad so apparently he helps people oh have you heard of that Patrick? Have you, Freaky Geek? I don't know if he showed me. I couldn't no, see. I, I showed him uh, from the knee down. Oh. Um, Patrick said he's heard of the tra- uh, trapper. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> okay, no. I didn't think it was the same one. Age of Darkness. Like hey, Age of Darkness. He's in the house. Well, at least he helps people so they don't get lost. Nope, it was the Glovertown Gander Gambo area. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I didn't think it was, because it didn't sound like our guy. And I say me and Patrick's guy, because that's the one. We were talking to the Mad Trapper that made his way from, I don't know why, but he made his way from the Yukon down to here in Valdez. Which was really cool. It was on Spirit Box. Is that what I, they, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah. We were having a conversation with him galore. He was telling us all about his his journey. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, you, you know, I told you Age of Darkness when I come into the room, he gets everybody's like, wait, 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 wait. Chaos. Wrong one. No, it ain't. No, it's not. I thought that was, uh, okay, my bad. So now with his name being Darkness, he should be, you know, hello, Darkness, my old friend. (laughs) (laughs) Some people here said they helped them find a way in the blizzard. That's awesome. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Scott. Any flesh in his legs is no worse than what goes on in the paranormal. Oh, ain't that the truth? Missy <laughs> Shadows was in here the other night. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> That's oh. cool, Patrick. That really is cool. I mean, I can't... I, I can't imagine somebody, like, from the olden days up here, like, dressed in the furs and, and you know what I mean? Yep. But, yeah, that night, I wish we would have recorded that conversation. I mean, he, he was playing his day. You would have swear to God he was sitting in the same room we were talking. I got to take my camera off for a second. Oh, okay. Is it time? time? We can relieve. Eddie is done with the magnet. I'm not. 30 days done. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool. I was using the... Uh, I always forget what F that is. It's the orange one. I know that. Give Mom, me a second. That, 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 that was big help. Well, honey? I said that was a big help. Yeah, I know. I know it was the orange one. <laughs> Do you remember what F? Oh, the Paratalk. Is that it? Yeah, Paratalk. This one. I don't know if you guys... Oh, let me pull the... Oh, I got to turn my camera back on. <laughs> yeah, you can't really see that. I can't see anything in your screen. There. And when you turn it on, it, it runs like in uh, Aggirhythm, ain't it? Kind of? No. That's what it looked like it was just doing. I'm trying to see if I can. England. England. It just wow. said England. That's wild. Are you from England? Jen. Jen. Anybody over in England there? And I don't know a Jen. Is her is her name Jen? Is your name Jen? Nice. Nice. Knife. 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 Are would you like to talk to somebody in chat? Guess not. Your ex-wife is named John? Kicking. Why are you kicking? Yes, we did, Patrick. We also talked Jacob. to him. Jacob. Is Jacob hurting you? 
right for the but we did we talked to a man who had died in the earthquake in 1964 vanished vanished who vanished Jacob or you Great. Great flood? Rail. Rails. Rail. Rail? The railway? Were you in a train accident? Up here? Six. Six. No, it was rail, as in like tra uh, railway. Railway? R A I L. Yeah. Ron, I still think the one armed bandit still broke. Are you still here? Nice. Nice? Nice? Nice. Nice? Now they said nice. What's nice? That could be too, Patrick. Yeah, this is more like an obulus, freaky geek. It doesn't have the ch 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 ch. Dead. Dead. When did you die? Can you tell me a year? Rates. Rates. Huh? Rates. R A T E S. Rates. They may might not like the rates Gage. here. Age. Gauge. Gauge. Great gauge. Thomas. I don't know. Well, we're gonna end now. I'm just. Gonna, I was just uh, showing everybody what this was about. It was nice talking to you. Thank you so much for talking to us. Please least all right bye scanning stop scanning stop <laughs> i don't know they they was really not making small a small gauge rails i don't know it it was thomas yes oh i didn't get to your question i didn't see your question Andy or Patrick, I'm sorry. It's it's like a robotic. Yeah, it's an it's an app through the phone. Yeah, I like that one. I actually got that one um from listening Danny, Chasing Bones Inspector. He used it all the time. And I like the format of it. Why won't just go in there? Um, so I, I grabbed it up and I use it a lot. We use it a lot. When we're not using the actual ghost box. What, what question did we miss? Because uh, Patrick wanted to know, um, are you glad to be talking to us through this device? Oh, I, I was trying to concentrate too hard on what it was saying. Right, right. Because it seemed like she wouldn't say anything until you started talking. Yeah. And then she would... And I've noticed that a lot lately. I don't know if you guys have... If you guys um, uh, 
been using the spirit box or any of the obelisks or anything like that. Like, lately they seem to... Are they getting energy from us talking? Probably. Which, I mean, it, we put out when we talk. Nicole, it's an app. It's an application that you download on your phone. Google. Google. I, go to, I have an Android. So, why is my phone blinking? It keeps blinking. It's probably trying to talk to you still. No, it's, I have I turned pick it up. That don't mean nothing. They're yeah, spirits. Google Play. <laughs> um, yeah, right? But I've noticed lately, I mean, because it does take energy, obviously, for us to talk, right? So <laughs> I'm wondering if, and I've noticed that a lot of live streams that have gone on that go in, that do the spirit box and that, it seems like every time that they go to speak, the spirit and it never used to do that again. I mean, well, not as much. I don't know. It just seems lately. Can you give the name in chat, please, yes. Missy of Eddie? Oh, I think it's supposed to be Missy or Eddie. Oh, that would probably help. Yes, right. Let me look again. I think it's parrot. I want to spell it right. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, shut up. I'm not. But Patrick, just so you know, uh, me and Shadows were still trying to discuss a time where we were gonna we're gonna do a nighttime um, session here in in our house because we do know that that we do have spirits here, and we're gonna bust out our equipment, the grid lights. Uh, you just have tonight off, don't you? You don't have tomorrow night off. No. Okay. They give um, me a they give me a night off at the beginning of the week and a night off at the end of the week yeah, and I'm screwed every day in between. I know. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, and and that would be my you know that would if it was my spirit guy talking, it would, it probably would say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That yeah. I mean, my then, spirit. That's... Then you wouldn't have had a phone. Yeah, that's Because I'd have chucked that son of a bitch so far out the window. <laughs> Get him while he's back. No, that's it is so we can do our investigation. Yeah. Um, we got all this equipment we've been trying, want, dying to try and wanting to try it and use it. and In a live stream. We've used it. We've played around with it a little bit. Yeah. We never Obviously. really had the opportunity to uh, do a live one yet. Yeah, exactly, Patrick. I just, I don't know. Have, have you been in streams that has any of you guys or even used the the um, spirit box at all to where that's happening more? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It just seems like it's it's happening more to where they're talking over us or we're talking over them by accident. No, no, they're talking over us because they won't speak until you're talking and then they'll speak. Yeah. And I wonder why that's like change. It's pulling because they're pulling the energy. It's like when you open your mouth, you, you open a hole and you're pulling the energy out of you. Right. No, I get that. I get, totally understand that. It just seems like it's happening more now than it did before. Well, I don't know. Maybe they're getting more aggressive. <laughs> you're funny, Andy. <laughs> 
Andy can't keep any goddamn secrets now, can he? I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Dungeon Andy, another... See? See? Now Nicole knows. I know. That's what I'm saying. Now my percentage rate just went up again, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. There's that, more and more people using it. That, yeah, I mean, during quarantine, yeah, that's understandable. Totally. Okay. All right. I think we scared Scott off. Could <laughs> be. I didn't mention her. Oh, great. Well, hey, at least you didn't tell him what woods. <laughs> is that is that the movie cabin in the woods? Because that's a stupid-ass movie, first of all. <laughs> hey, Andy, at least we have permission. <laughs> yeah, in the spirit box, yes. But even when people are using a regular spirit box, it seems like they're talking, the spirits are talking over. Yeah. The standing ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Twin Towers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Thank you for the ice cream, Ron. Thank you, Ron. All right, so we're going to go into 11 urban legends that turned out to be true. I thought we already did that. We did some of them, but not all, not... Then how many we got left? I don't know. Did we talk about rats in the toilet bowl? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't say how many you have left. <laughs> we did somewhat on another article. This is a different article. Oh, so there's 11 of them. Yes. Huh. So you stagger into the bathroom at 3 a.m. to relieve yourself. Groggy asleep, you lift the lid and position yourself over the toilet. Obviously, this is a guy telling this. You hear splashing. You So you turn on the light. And you see a rat looking back at you from the bowl. You're never the same again. Scott just brought up a good point. That could be, Scott. Definitely. Definitely. And only Andy would think it's cool to see a rat in a toilet bowl. I know, right? Since urban legends about animals and sewers have been a staple of scary stories, particularly the one about baby alligators and uh, snakes being flushed down toilets and growing adult side in a waste channel, and more back often up. told in New York, <laughs> not true. While alligators and crocodiles have been found in New York, they're generally released and found above ground, and it's thought in New York is too cold for them to survive anyway. But finding a rodent in your toilet, inches from your very vulnerable areas of your body, is a particular kind of domestic terror, and one that happens to be possible. Drain, publing, public, drain plumbing for toilets is typically three inches in diameter or more. Plenty of a space for a rat to climb up. Now it's going to, this is going to freak me out. The animals are attracted to sewage lines due to undigested food and feces and can travel through pipes before emerging through an opening and in your, into your bathroom. One adequate rodent bit the rump of a female victim in Petersburg, Virginia in 1999. In Seattle, the issue is common enough that the public officials have given advice in what to do if you encounter one. Shit on it. No, close the lid and flush. <laughs> no, uh, Patrick, 
uh, I understand what you're saying. Do you think it's because there's more activity of people crossing over at this time? That it's basically an, an open portal? Yeah, that would be freaky. Rats and snakes at the same time. No, that's that's when it's time to move. <laughs> Could you imagine a baby alligator, a rat, and a snake? Oh, hell no. I just, I just blow the toilet apart. <laughs> Andy. Patrick thinks so. I figured that's what he, he was saying, is because so many people are crossing... That, that that stream doesn't have time to seal back up. Right. It's just constantly open. Right, yeah. I get that. That's not, that makes sense, yeah. More death happening, yeah. It definitely could be. Now, you talk about rats, though, up in Boston. You know it, too. The rats up there, when they call sewer rats, yeah. New York City, too. Keep your damn cat indoors, because this rat will kill it. Yeah, those are huge. Well, I, I, I never seen a Boston rat, so I, I'm... Holy I didn't shit. live in Bo Boston area. I thought it was a cat. <laughs> really? Until I seen his tail, and it was like, holy shit, that ain't no goddamn cat. <laughs> All right. Did the woman ask someone to kiss it and make it better? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Okay. Can you imagine if the rat went down back down the toilet after she got bit on the ass? Yeah, and she never seen it. Yeah. But yet something bit her ass. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that just puts another scare of Taylor. Or not Taylor. Terror. <laughs> not my daughter. <laughs> Terror into the plot. Cause now she's got a bite mark in her ass, but she couldn't see anything that bit her. Oh. A ghost rat. <laughs> That, no, that's not cool. Why, they have souls. <laughs> yeah, I know they got souls. So why can't they be a ghost? Oh, that's just crazy to me. Deep spider on the loose in the bathroom. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Yeah, I hear the screaming and she's up standing on a fucking counter and fucking... <laughs> uh, no. She's doing that Indian two-step shit screaming. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> All right. That's only true when centipedes are around. <laughs> the rats are as big as raccoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pammy, it's about about the about the right size of it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I think they're starting to trade their belts for cash. <laughs> so the next legend that turned out to be true is the legend of Polybus. Now, if you guys have followed me for a long time. You know I did a story on this because this runs with Montauk Bay in New York, Long Island, whatever you want to call it. It's still New York. Well, I know, but people get pissed about Montauk, Montauk being, or Long Island being part of New York. Um, Polybus was a vintage video game. Now, if you guys remember, it was only in, like, stand-up arcades. Um, so... Vintage video gamers have long traded stories about a coin-operated arcade game circa the early 80s, Portland, that had a strange effects on its players. The game, titled Polybus, was alleged to have prompted feelings of disorientation, amnesia, game addiction, and even suicide. 
The machine's cabinet was said to be painted entirely black. And it was rumored that stern-looking men would sometimes visit the arcades to catch, uh, to collect the information from the machine before disappearing. Now, nobody <coughs> could figure out if it was the CIA experimenting uh, a spinoff from MK Ultra or a psychiatric drug study conducted on unsuspecting subjects. What, honey? MIB. Right. Yeah, that was actually part of it, too. They thought they were people, the MIB was coming in and getting into data. While the entire story doesn't hold up to scrutiny, individual pieces are actually based on a fact. Brian Dunning, host of the Skeptoid podcast, did some investigating work and found that a 12-year-old named Brian Morial had become sickened during a 28-hour marathon video game contest in Portland in 1981. He apparently drank too much soda and experienced stomach discomfort. Just a few days later, Portland area arcades were raided by federal agents who seized cabinets that were being used in gambling. Coupled with the existence of the real arcade arcade game named Polyplay, these memories seem to amangulate the Polyblitz legend. Now, there are, if you go search out about the Polybus game, there are people that have parts of it. Like, they never, um, the lie, Ron? Oh, about the, the Polybus game? But they think it had to do with, it went back to, even though it was in Oregon, or Portland, well, Oregon, that it had to do with Montauk Bay, and it was around the same... How do you spell that? What, Polybus? Yeah. P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S. But it was a game played back in the 80s, and people, nowadays, if you go out, no, I've never heard of that. Even gamers, not gamers, but like people that owned, it was covered up. Okay, this is what it says when I looked up. It says, Polybus is an urban legend that emerged in early 2000 concerning a fictitious 1980s arcade game. It has served as inspiration for several free and commercial games by the same name. The legend describes the game as part of a government-run, crowd-sourced, psychology experiment based in Portland, Oregon during 1981. Right. I'm just saying. (laughs) But you got to dig deeper than that. You can't just do that. I'm just saying that's what that opening said. Right, I know. I don't have to dig deep. This ain't my show. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Candyman. I've heard that legend. Released in 90, 1992. Can you believe it's been that long? Holy crap. Candyman is based on a short story by Clive Barker. Remains a potent history tale of revenge undertaken by a black artist, Tony Todd, murdered in the 1890s for having a relationship with a white woman. 
While it's not likely you'll be able to invoke him by saying his name several times in the mirror, the pants-soiling idea of having a killer burst through a medicine cabinet is actually fact-based. The 1987, in 1987, the Chicago Reader published a story about Ruth McCoy, a woman living in a Chicago housing product who made a frantic call to 911 insisting that she was being attacked in her apartment. Responders eventually found her dead of, shot, of gunshot wounds, and investigators determined that her assailant had gained access to her unit by breaking through the connecting wall in the adjoining apartment and climbing through her medicine cabinet. Bloody Mary. What happened? Did you see a shadow? Was there a mosquito over there? or? I don't see anything. Yeah, because then I just seen a shadow go right behind your computer. Right behind your monitor over there. The, this one? Yep. And it was coming down. Huh. That's what made my eyes shoot over real quick. Right. Magnet back in. <laughs> the complex was built that way intentionally so that the plumbers investing, investigating leaks could simply remove the cabinets to check the pipes. It became a frequent mode of entry for burglars and the McCoy's case, in her case, the killers. Okay. That's crazy. Now, because he brought up a couple of good questions about your last story. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patrick. Uh, it may have subliminal messages in the game causing trouble. Yes. And now, uh, uh, where'd it go? Freaky Geek. You come up with a good one. Could be Patrick more so if it's got a lot of flashing lights on the screen. Mm -hmm. What What was the game, actually? What did it, what kind of game was it? Um, I'd have to go back and watch the, the video I did in the beginning of when I, started going live. I can't remember off the top of the hand. It, it was back, it was an arcade, stand-up arcade game, so it was probably a shooter game. I, I remember the name of the game. Of some sort. But I don't think I ever played it. Yeah, see, so you remember the name of it. I remember the name of it. Yeah. I told they you said that, it never happened. I told you that when you said uh, the, the next story is about the, the right, polybus. Right, Yeah. But people, they're saying it never happened. It yeah, never it existed. It carried on for almost 19 years. No. no. Well, no, not the experiments themselves. Right. But the talk of it. Oh, yeah. Carried yeah. on for ever and a day. Yeah. Yeah. You're funny, Andy. I'm not even going to read that out loud. Uh, you're right, Freaky Geek. Uh, somebody that has a, a disorder... Flashing lights, quick movements, things like that can make them go into a seizure. I have to watch games, video games, not because I, I don't have epilepsy or anything like that, but even like going down the road, the flashing lights through the, the sun, through the trees, that bothers me. And then I get, he'll tell you, I could be playing a game for five seconds and I'll get motion sickness. And it sucks. <laughs> Vertigo. Virgo, yeah, just by playing an arcade game. So, yeah, but that is true, though. People with epilepsy and stuff should not be playing video games, certain video games. And, and actually, nowadays, uh, they, video try to games, make it. they will warn you yeah. Yeah. not to play. Yeah. Or but if you play, I, you only play for a couple of minutes at a time and, and take a break. Right. I know a lot of companies, gamer companies, have tried to, like, 
dulled down. It's the blue light and dulled down that aspect, even though it dulls down the game, but they're trying to, you know, get that balance. See, and it's funny because I'm I'm not afraid of heights. Yeah, Freaky Geek, it's, yeah, it's first-person games that I get vertigo in. Yeah, and I'm not afraid of heights. I, I mean, but I can't go to the ledge of something even if there is a glass wall or whatnot, and look over. If yeah. I look over, I'll, I will fall. Not over, but I will just fall because it just everything gives out. Even sometimes when we're watching TV and they're up on a high rise looking down. I, I got to look looking, away. Yeah, he's got to look away. Yes, and I that's another one. Yes, it did that to me. Well, it, it didn't make me puke. I, I, I stopped before. Um, but that's what that feeling that I'm talking about, Andy. I can only, it's first-person games. But Spyro is one of them. I used to love that game. And it sucks because those games, you know, me, first of all, that's me and Ryan's bonding. He plays video games. I watch him. That's our bonding time. Always has been. And watching him, he knew though when I was watching him that I'm like, okay, Ryan, I gotta lay, I gotta turn over and lay, go to sleep. And he, he knew, but oh yeah, Patrick, it definitely is. I mean, like I said, I, when I was in the, the military, I jumped out of helicopters and shit, and it never bothered me. But yeah. Some of your words are vanishing. Some of your words are vanishing? Is this happening to him what happened to us last night? I when, don't know. Everybody's seen what I typed, but you. It never came up on your chat. Yeah, like, we were in another channel. and We were I, in a, a Paranormal UK. And we were talking back and forth. And, like, I knew he had typed something because I could hear the keys. I mean, we're right across from each other. And I, I went, you know, I was watching chat, and I'm like, did you just type something? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, matter of fact, Nicole was in the room because he goes, it's right under what Nicole said. And there was nothing right under what Nicole said. And he's like, what the hell? He goes, yes, I typed something. Right. I, I even got up, walked around the desk, yeah. looked at her computer, and... What I had typed that everybody else had seen was not on her screen. So I wonder if YouTube's messing around with stuff again. Okay, Tamara, have a good day. Thank you for coming in. Definitely. Chat's Take frozen. care, Ron. In, in what, YouTube? Chat's running just fine. Yeah, I see chat. Is anybody else having a problem? Yeah, I can understand why, Patrick. I, I can totally see why you would develop a vertigo. No, we didn't block you, Andy. <laughs> Scott, or Sam Chats fine there. Not anymore? I don't know. That's another big I've had to refresh if suddenly only my name was seen in chat. I hope somebody ain't trying to hack us. No. It wouldn't be that. 
I mean, they can try, but they're not going to do a good job. <laughs> because last comment they have to from another restream bot was Patrick saying, Oh my God, Andy, please say you're joking. Laugh out loud. And I remember Patrick saying that. Yeah. Yesterday, it happened on YouTube, on other people's too. And it happened so, to us last night. So, it's got it's a YouTube thing. Thank, Thank you, Tamara. Tamara for the lemons. Thank you so much, hon. Enjoy your day. That's not necessarily true, Andy. They're not going... I'm not saying they are. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying. It's not just, um, thank you, Freaky Geek, for the lemon. Thank you, Freaky. And Patrick, you are 100% right. That's why it makes me fall. Um, it's not just our protection that's on this. It's protect everybody that comes in and sees us. No, no, I'm just saying, the hotel... Well, yeah, so it's... It's a business. It's their protection, too. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, Freaky, don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> he says, I almost got enough lemons for a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick, for See, the lemons. We, we got to have the, the, the best people out there. I'm I mean, telling you. Now we... Now we've got Scott and Queen Sarah, Brett. You know, it's all coming together. <laughs> we will rule the internet. See? <laughs> Thank you for the ice cream, Ron. Thank you, Ron. See, I said we will you rule the run. internet and... Yay! <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he did a perfect timing. Hey, <laughs> Sarah. Shut up, wetsuit man. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are a big family, Patrick. That we are. I love it, and I love all you guys. You guys have been... Free, <laughs> <laughs> don't give monkeys about you guys, Eddie. He told me that he's getting the diamond mounted in a ring and getting engaged to himself. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Patrick. Thank you for the ice cream, Patrick, your sweetheart. Thank you, guys. Boxer boy after his... Oh. After last... What did he have trouble with? I don't want to know. Did he, did he get into a fight? Or did he get into a fight with his boxers? Yep. And I am so glad that I got to meet Scott... And Sarah and their whole group. <laughs> Scott needs newer, tighter, but oh, I can just imagine what happened. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one we have is Cropsy. Have you have you heard our Cropsy? No. 
Cropsy's the guy with the sickle-like hand or something like that. Oh, is that what his name is? Yeah. For years, kids living in around Staten Island raised goose... Maybe that's why I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not from Staten Island, but it's close enough. Raised goosebumps by relating to the tale of Cropsy, a boogeyman who lived in the woods and made nocturnal habit of disemboweling children. Parents, no doubt, eased their kids' fears by telling them there's no more such monster existed. But... He did. In 1987, Andre Rand was put on trial and convicted for child abduction. Rand, it turned out, may have been connected to a rash of child disappearances in the 1970s. He had once worked at Willowbrook, a defunct mental institution. I wonder if it's the same one as that, that lady. Good that would be wild. While he denies involvement in other cases, it's clear Rand's activities had a heavy influence on the word-of-mouth story that followed. You're right, Scott. And the only thing we can do is grow together and, and just keep going. But now, so this person... Patrick. I was going to get engaged <laughs> to myself, but you could just imagine my shock when I said no. Yeah, that's funny he said that, because as soon as I read what Andy wrote about Freaky... I'm not, I, the first thing that hit my mind is, could you imagine the disappointment if I said no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, better the community getting bigger than our heads, Scott. That's true. Absolutely freaky. Absolutely. The next one is the Leaping Lawyer. The, the what? The Leaping Lawyer. Lawyer. Yes. Like legal? Yes. Okay. Sooner or later, Toronto residents will hear the tale of a lawyer who had, I remember this too, particular fondness for running full bore into his office windows to demonstrate how strong they were. Oh, wait you a minute. remember this? Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he go to demonstrate one time and the window wasn't closed? It was actually open? No. Or he went right through it? This practice caught up with him eventually as he crashed into a window and went sailing to his death. This hobby was actually practiced by Jerry Hoy, a senior partner in an area law firm with an office on the 24th floor. On July 9th, 1993, Hoy made his signature tackle against the window to impress some visiting law students. The pain finally broke and sent him plummeting to his death. In a eulogy, manager partner Peter Lawlers, Lawlers called Hoy one of the best and brightest at the firm. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's very fucking intelligent. So I'm going to jump into my windows to show you how strong it is from the eighth floor. Okay, ready? Oops. <laughs> the boy under the bed. It's kind of, it's the same. It's telling the story like we told, I think it was last week that we were doing these. That's, about the, the hurry back Patrick the hurry back Patrick vacationing couples newlyweds Disney's guests all have been subject to an urban legend involving hotel occupants who fall blissfully asleep only to wake up with an awful stench coming from either under the bed or inside the mattress do you remember this yep closer inspection reveals that a dead body has been stashed away presumably not anyone who has died of natural causes Oh, that was the one under the mattress. That he stuffed her in the mattress. Yeah, it brings that up. This traveling tale has been confirmed multiple times 
over and over again. At least a dozen newspaper stories have detailed hotel rooms that have doubled as body disposal sites. While the smell is usually apparent right away, at least one couple slept on a mattress containing a body in Atlantic City in 1999. Cases in Colorado, Florida, and Virginia have also been reported. In 2010, guests at Budget Lodge in Memphis were horrified to discover they had been sleeping above the body of Sonia Milberg, a missing person. Fabric softener had been stuffed in the ceiling tiles to try and mask the smell, and at least three other occupants had also rented the room since Milberg's disappearance. Court eventually convicted Milberg's, boy, Milberg's boyfriend, Lakeith Moody, of the crime. Could you imagine now? Okay, you, you go to this this hotel motel. Let's say we're at Disneyland, right? You're at an extravagant five star hotel, best reviews in the world. You think nothing can go wrong. <laughs> you walk into your room and you're like, "Welcome back, Freaky." God damn, it stinks in here a little bit. But you open the windows, we'll get by it. Yeah. So you go to bed. Mattress is a little lumpy, but yeah, that's it's kind of normal. Many different people sleep different ways. Yeah. And then day two, it really stinks. And you come to find out you were sleeping on top of a dead, but I hope you weren't having sex. Oh, God, that's just even worse. <laughs> Bitch, you... You stink! Right? Right? Oh my god, can you ima- Oh, I can't imagine. But you, but you wake up <coughs> and you find out you've been sleeping on a dead body. I'm sorry. No. Do I have season passes for life to Disney World? Right? And in any hotel and all the food I want and everything for life. Last night, Ruby. I'm seeking treatment for my piles. It's called a plug. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Do you call your piles the runs and you're looking for a plug? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> don't look at me. That's all I put out of it. The main hermit. For decades... People who vacationed in the Central Maine's North Pond area were puzzled by its items that would go missing. Batteries and food from cabins, flashlight from camping tents, rumors spread that a permanent fixture of the area would forage for substance and supplies. They were right. For 27 years, Christopher Knight, not Bobby from... Pretty bunch. And it wasn't Bruce either. <laughs> <laughs> Lived alone in the woods, keeping tabs on hikers, canoeists, and other temporary residents of the ground. 27 years. Welcome back, Patrick. Welcome back, Patrick. When he was confronted by a game warden in 2013, Knight admitted he was responsible for an average around 40 robberies a year. Despite the likely... Um, process of the family and friends he dismissed tales of a hermit lurking somewhere in the woods his identification proved that someone had been watching and waiting for nearly three decades oh I think Piles is um 
hemorrhoids. <laughs> I, I kind of okay put that together. Okay, but I, I don't think so because I've had a hemorrhoid removed and I didn't have to have stitches. Oh, maybe I don't know. Well, and he's saying in hemorrhoids, or, huh. or he hemorrhoids. Okay, he might have right. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Hey, you're very welcome, Patrick. Yeah, I've I've had them. I had them so bad I couldn't sit down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't lay down. When I was pregnant, I had them. Yeah. The doctor, I mean, when he looked at me, he says, "Holy shit!" <laughs> All right. The fake cop trick. Huh? The fake cop trick. Hmm. Uh, imitating a police officer. You may have been overly concerned parent or friend warn you of people impersonating police officers using that veneer of authority to attack victims who have let their guard down. While there aren't many who are in full patrol uniform or traveling in marked vehicles, there have been many documented cases of assailants posing as law enforcement. At least two passed this summer alone. In Bloomington, Illinois, a man used flashing lights to get vehicle, a vehicle to pull over. After walking up to the vehicle, the man tried unsuccessfully to overpower the driver before they managed to get away. And in Fayetteville, Georgia, a man donned a uniform and pulled over a teenager boy on, a, on his bike, forcing him to empty his pockets. Talking to a real police officer later, the boy told him that a second card had pulled up with a man matching the description of someone who had been caught impersonating an officer two weeks prior. Oh, snap. The legend of the bunny man. I will someday prove that Harvey is real. Does any, I hope people know who Harvey is. <laughs> See, you should have been wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oops! Hey, hey, at least he was wearing boxers, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, the real bunny man. Yes. Okay. Now, is that where the Energizer Bunny came from? Harvey is an old... <laughs> I don't know if it's the name of the movie. Yeah, I think so. Harvey is an old movie. It's about um, a bunny. Well, this guy is an imaginary friend. I haven't watched it in a really long time, but it always stuck with me. If you live in or around Virginia in the 1970s, you were probably exposed to the story of the Bunny Man. I'm laughing at Scott. In the tale, an escaped mental patient takes up, takes to gutting, gutting bunnies and hanging them from bridge, the bridge underpass. Later, the maniac is said to have graduated to gutting and hanging teens in a similar manner. So it went from doing bunnies to kids. Yes. Locals were cautioned to never be caught near the underpass, which is now known to most people as the Bunny Man Bridge on Halloween night. 
The story likely spawned from the very real presence of a roving madman in the area. In, in October of 1970, a couple reported seeing a man dressed in a white suit and wearing bunny ears who began yelling at them that they were on private property. To punctuate his point, he threw a hatchet at their windscreen, apparently shattering it. This was a second sighting of the bunny man in two weeks when a security guard spotted a hatchet-wielding man chipping away at a porch railing. Police tried unsuccessfully to locate the man. While he didn't disembowel anyone, the thoughts of an adult wielding both a hatchet and a pair of rabbit ears somehow manages to be just disturbing. Somebody's getting kinky. <laughs> um, Patrick says, here in Canada and Nova Scotia, we had a man impersonate an RCMP, which is, I'm going to guess, is a, a cop. Officer Royal in, Crown Military Police. Well, good for you. Sorry. <laughs> I think I got that wrong, but we'll just... Um, I lost it. Officer a few months back and killed 22 people before he was killed by, by them. Wow. Oh, yeah, Royal Canadian. That could be... Oh, Mountie Police? Really? Did I get it that wrong? I was thinking MP, Military Police, but that's, I guess... Us. <laughs> wow. Freaky told you the answer. I know. Freaky would know. Like, he comes up, I thought it was Royal Canadian, Canada Mountie Police. And it's like, Freaky, you live there, so you would know. <laughs> I, I I totally renamed your guys' mounted police. I forget that you guys are Mounties. I always forget that. You wouldn't think I would, but but I do. Sorry guys. No no please don't, you know, respect to you guys. Seriously. Long with the queen. Listen, Missy, like me, even Freaky is right sometimes. <laughs> no disrespect, guys. Seriously, I forget that I see MP and I automatically think military police. I mean, that's what I'm used to. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that does that. Why is it does what? When I pause my camera for a minute and then turn it back on, everything's froze. And I got to wait about 10 seconds. That could be restreamed. <laughs> so yeah the bunny man I, I've heard of people go to the bridge somebody I know a couple people I know have gone to the bridge the bunny man bridge do you believe it's true I don't or think do you believe it's an urban legend oh it's true the guy's true the guy's real the, okay but he didn't like string up teens I think okay so it's part. so it's kind of an urban legend yeah Based on a true story. That's what all these are. <laughs> I give my camera a shock every time I look into it, Freaky. I'm surprised it works. <laughs> Charlie No Face. Imagine finding yourself outside and alone in the dark on a residential street. You hear footsteps approaching. Suddenly a man with a misshapen face appears. You run, terrified beyond words. 
You spread the story of the man with no face throughout Pennsylvania. Charlie No Face, also called the Green Man, was actually a man named Ray Robinson. Wait a minute. Isn't this what Craig covered? They put us in a rabbit hole? No. No, no, that would have had to do with MIBs. Sir No Face? Yeah, but you talked about Chad. And aliens? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Charlie No Face, also called the Green Man, was actually a man named Ray Robinson, and he was no figment of anyone's imagination. Born in 1910, Robinson was disfigured as a result of an electrical accident at the age of eight. Scott, a little trick. Put Vaseline on, the suit will slip on easier, okay? Thanks for coming in, buddy. Take care, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Hello, Saki. I don't know. Where's Saki? Oh, there. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to. Hello, my fire. Hello, my darling. Hello, my Clementine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm that tired. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Scott. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for coming in. It was great. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. So, knowing his appearance could be disconcerting, Robinson took to, took to taking strolls after dark. He often walked a path along Route 351 in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. I know where that's at. While his intentions were honorable, encountering Robinson for a dead of night in it led to spread the stories about a boogeyman haunting the town. Robinson died in 1985. Believe it or not, it's not called Beaver County. It's called Beaver Falls County. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it, oh. Actually, at that time, it might have been Beaver County. Right. But from the time I was born, like, in, in 1970 and that, till to, to the time I left Pennsylvania, it was known as Beaver Falls gotcha. County. Pretty cool. I only know that because uh, once a year, my dad and his buddies we'd travel there so he could uh, he he would do a, a bowling tournament there. Oh, all right, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was like we're we going Beaver Falls. That's pretty cool. Uh, what made the Beaver Fall? The waterfall pushed them over. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, up there they. they over time, there used to be a lot of beaver dams there. Okay. And I think that's why they finally why they... named it over to Beaver Falls. Gotcha, gotcha. Sudden baldness. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess there's a collection of three islands in the middle of the Potomac River known as Three Sister Island. Where the hell is the Potomac? That sounds like it's in another country. No, just these say that they're all around like DC. 
Okay. But it doesn't. It says there's a collection of three islands in the middle of the Pontotoc. Okay, let me see. Now I'm going to see where this is because it's going to drive me nuts. Are you talking about the Pontotuma? It could be the Pontotuma. Yes, through Washington in Maryland. The Pontotuma. The, is that what it says? Okay, that's what it says then. In the Pontotuma River, known as Three Sister Islands. <laughs> Not the Potawatma. I can't help what my face wants to say. <laughs> Although the name seems very friendly, the tiny rocky islands are far from welcoming. Based on local legend, three sisters try to cross the river and attempt to free their brother. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. That's okay. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you? They attempted to free their brothers who had been captured by another tribe. However, they didn't make it to the other side, and they drowned in the river. <laughs> Don't hold it in. From that day on, the cur they cursed the waters. If they couldn't cross the Panatomic to the island, no one else could. Thank you, Freaky. Nowadays, locals say that you can hear a strange moaning, or even a bell-like sound coming. <laughs> Come, bless you, baby. Coming you. from the river whenever the curse is about to claim another soul. You will. You'll hear a sound. That's old folklore of a legend, but it actually stood true through the test of time. That's funny because my favorite. What's my favorite trilogy by Nora Roberts? Three Sister Island. I wonder if that's where they got the name from. Oh, trust me, I sneeze so much that I've learned how to how to hold, and I'm not backfiring. Trust me. He, he, he's saying hold in your sneeze yeah. and shot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's actually a, a a true. Do you remember hearing that? Yeah, I, I learned good? about that growing up through my parents. And yeah, because it looked like it it went up to like the edge of Pennsylvania. It does. It, it, it kind of it, it probably comes within. Who's following? Thank you, Paranormal History, for the follow. Oh, <laughs> Queen Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, it runs a. Uh, like where Erie comes into the corner there, yeah, it it, it kind of loops up and around. Yeah, I saw the little loop. And yeah, it, it, it probably comes within about thirty miles. Okay. Oh no, Patrick, she's not here now. No, he's over in D Live. Yes, they followed in D Live. That's what that music was. Yeah, no, no, that would not appeal me. That would disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the follow over in D Live. I appreciate it. We absolutely, appreciate it. absolutely. So the demon cat, also coincidentally known as DC, <laughs> is the ghost of the cat who is said to haunt Capitol Hill. The legend started hundreds of years ago when the cat was brought into the basement tunnel of the U.S. Capitol building. To kill the mice that tunneled in there. I've heard this legend too. Really? Yep. I've actually, I think I've heard this one, but I think it's a UK one, uh, to be honestly. But it's a big black cat, not like a cat. However, this demon cat never left the tunnels. Supposedly, he made his home in the basement crypt, 
where was originally meant to be the resting place of our first president. According to witnesses, the cat is seen before presidential elections and tragic, tra tragic tragedies in the area. He said that he has been spotted by the White House security guards the night John F. Kennedy and Abraham Lincoln's assassination. Every time something bad happened to a president, vice president, first lady, or anybody in your family, that cat would have been seen before anything happened. That's wild. That's wild. It's an old legend, but it always held true. Just like, the, did you hear about the whole, <laughs> what the new conspiracy, I know this isn't the conspiracy show, that was yesterday, but the new conspiracy is that JFK Jr. isn't dead, and that Trump is going to get rid of Pence. And have JFK Jr. as a running as vice president. Somebody talking a whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new thing that's going around. Well, okay. no, Andy, but he made everybody else shat on the mat. <laughs> yeah, uh, JFK Jr., uh, he's been dead for. Mm, I doubt if he's alive. <laughs> Didn't he die in a plane crash? Yeah. Yeah. They said, people said that he went into hiding. Oh, yeah, same thing with Elvis. You know, he, he didn't die on the shitter. He faked his own death. Right. Here in North America, black cats are considered bad luck. But in the UK, it's white cat. Oh, really? I didn't know that, Patrick. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I mean, I knew about black cats. That's why I love I. We've had black cats. I love black cats. Yeah. And if it, we didn't have solid black cats, every cat we've had had black in it. Yeah. But I didn't know that about the white cat. You know, that makes sense now. Do you know that makes sense? Because the we're mummy, backwards. The movie The Mummy. When white, he showed that, that white cat showed up, remember? And the mummy got scared. And oh, he, yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Hi, wow. Mary. Hey, Mary. How are you? Welcome. So that kind of makes sense. It yeah. does. Well, come on, you think about it, we're, we're opposite of each other. That's true. You know. Kind of. That's pretty cool. See, I love little tidbits like that. It's I know, so cool. they, they just rock your mind every now and then. Yeah. So Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond is full of urban legends and creepy tales, but this one is probably the most famous. Back in the 1920s, workers were tunneling underneath a nearby church when the entire tunnel collapsed. Many of the workers were buried alive, and some believed that the incident awakened a dangerous and evil presence that had been asleep under the church for cemeteries. Not cemeteries, centuries. I was like, I'm sitting here trying to piece that together in my mind. I know. And i got to throw you guys off a little bit. I'm trying to make a story out of that. And it was like, well, this ain't making no fucking sense. <laughs> when the rescue team arrived to dig out the fallen workers, they came across a man dressed in a vintage clothing eating one of their bodies. They chased him into the cemetery and he disappeared into a mausoleum labeled W.W. Pool. On occasion, this man emerges from the mausoleum and seeks out wanderers walking around the cemetery alone at night. I'm paying attention, Freaky. That's why I was confused what she was trying to say. I had no idea. 
Oh, that's such a lie, Patrick. <laughs> such a lie. No, he's like me. I'm like that, too. No, no, no. Well, yeah, he being humble or modest, the man is smart. Oh, I know he's smart. Everybody that comes in this room, you know, has knowledge. <laughs> back Welcome back, Queen That's Princess. Okay. Everybody does that. <laughs> Everybody bounces back and forth. Queen Sarah's in the house. <laughs> so, the next one, the Howling Werewolf of Henrik. Hey, I almost said, hey, mom. Hey, daughter of mine. Wow. <laughs> Hi, bug. Hi, bug. How are you? Did you get some sleep, I hope? Yuri come up in here slamming doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got what you meant for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem, Pammy. No problem whatsoever. Oh, I'm glad I just seen, yeah, I'm glad I seen the end in there. Because I read it at first, it says I'm paying attention, just eating coffee. <laughs> that would be it. <coughs> Not good. Pam Yuri is my daughter. The one right above your comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, make sure you get some sleep, Bug. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Not doing me any good, not sleeping. Right. But it's hard for me working overnight. But I'm glad you're here, hon. Yuri. Yuri is my Yuri. Y U R I. <laughs> my daughter, Danielle. <laughs> it was just like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> the howling werewolf of Henrico County. Hey, Blue. There's Blue. Welcome. <laughs> My mother is your daughter. I freaking love her. No! Mary's not my daughter. I think Mary's older than me. Yuri. Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> she, retracted, she retracted the statement. <laughs> yes, Andy's my daughter. Oh, oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> now, that was funny. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I, do, I do believe Lunar is older than you. Huh? I do believe she is older than you. <laughs> Mary, you were adopted. You just were never told. <laughs> That's right. I adopted you. Damn it. Danielle's like, how many brothers and sisters do I got now? <laughs> Pammy, we're just picking on you, on Trust me. Pammy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, somebody shoot me. That's funny. 
I just can't figure out how she, she got... We'll really throw her off if Ryan comes in. Oh, God. Mr. <laughs> Minkster. If you see Mr. Minkster in the panel, or on the chat, chat that's my son. <laughs> Yuri's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Mary and Andy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Patrick, you, you earn, or you win, the state of confusion for a day. <laughs> Ron says, this is a mess. <laughs> Ron, you should be used to our streams by now. Come on. <laughs> You're one of my firsties. <laughs> Good thing she didn't say frosties. <laughs> I've been in after baby boar. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. After Ryan's daughter was born. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, not not problem, Patrick. I, I can't leave you leave empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got another story. We got thirteen minutes. Okay, the howling werewolf of Henrico County. Local belie- locals believe that Henrico County is home to a real-life werewolf. During a full during full moons, people in the area have spotted a six-foot-tall creature covered in grayish-white hair. Or heard the bizarre howling sounds of a large canine. Werewolf. That's what it says. That's confirming. <laughs> Those who have seen it say the werewolf has the body of a person but the face of a wolf and can walk on all fours or simply on its hind legs. Throughout the years, the werewolf is known to chase travelers in the area but never attacks or kills it. However, you definitely don't want to be his first victim. Why? You would want to get killed by a werewolf? But no. Why does it say you definitely don't? So he's never had a victim yet? No. Oh. He's never killed anybody. He's never. So he's been able to... Do you think they're seeing a werewolf or are they seeing Bigfoot? Bigfoot... Went walking all fours. Yeah, Bigfoot don't walk on all fours. See? It was Andy again. Damn it, Andy. Listen. No, Bigfoot's bigger than six six two. Some. Some aren't. How do you know? Have you gone out and freaking... I've hung out with them, yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds like my ex. <laughs> Werewolves give hell of a... <laughs> Patrick, now it sounds like Patrick's ex. Oh, all floors. <laughs> Not on all floors. <laughs> Did I really say that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with you didn't. <laughs> I can't go against you. <laughs> hey, Cassie. How are you? Hey, Cassie. Thanks for stopping by. I have pics of Bigfoot on all fours. Oh, so maybe. You sure it wasn't a bear? No, just my thinking. Okay. Well, I could have said that. You could have said I said it, if I said it. Because yeah, I actually, Freaky, you, you could have convinced me because I ain't got no idea what she said. That's why I says, uh, maybe. <laughs> that's true, Andy. Bigfoot do have face like a chip. Like, somebody would probably know, hey, that's a Bigfoot and that's a werewolf. Well, I don't know if they have a face like a chimp. But they got that monkeyish looking face. 
werewolf, werewolves have the, like he said, the, the canine. Well, I, I'll take your word for it. I mean, because I ain't never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last but not least, we got 10 minutes. I'm going to go through this real... Do you guys think Mongolian death worms are real? Yes. You think they're real? Yep. I just want to start shit. <laughs> 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 it says, despite or perhaps because of the creature's fearsome name, they don't call it Mongolian happiness worm, after all, many interp- um, explorers have set out in the Gobi Desert seeking the beast. And I don't mean the, the movie Tremors. <laughs> yeah, freaky. Freaky got it. <laughs> <laughs> many of those believe in the creature acknowledge that there is no hard evidence of its existence but instead believe that the legend and stories of them must have some basis in historical truth. The descriptions, mostly second and third hand stories from different places and times, are too similar, they believe, to be anything but independent eyewitness reports. From a folklore perspective, however, this is simply a sign, Ron slapped that peach over there, is simply a sign that legends and stories of death worms have spread throughout the region, as commonly happens through trade and travel. Many people around the world can offer very similar descriptions of dragons, leprechauns, mermaids, and other fantastical, fantastic, sorry, mythical beasts came into mind, presumably non-existent creatures, not from personal experience, but from hearing them from others. A howler like a Bigfoot. I've heard of the howler. I have. And a large bird. Patrick, I think that would be more like a pterodactyl. No, there's two different things. I'm just saying a a wingspan of 30 to 40 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's been a lot of sightings of the pterodactyl. Uh, Go ahead, Go ahead. My mother-in-law, you've known, seen the dragon. <laughs> a zoological perspective may help us sort out fact from fiction in the legend of the Mongolian death worm. First of all, we should not be misled by worm in, in the name. It's an English translation. This creature, if exist, is in hospitable Gobi Desert, could not be soft, fleshy worm. Instead, it's like a type of snake or legless lizard. This also means that it would be a vertebrae animal with a spine that would presumably be found of searchers. A variety of explanations have been offered for the animal, including perhaps a misidentification of a new species of snake. So what do you guys think? Is this, I mean, it's another, you know, legend, a worm lizard. Well, a worm lizard, that'd be a salamander. Yeah. But um, they do say the conscious consensus among researchers such as Shuker and author Richard Freeman is the Mongolian death worm 
likely does not exist, and the belief is instead based on a sighting of either type of limbless reptile known as a worm lizard, which resembles a large worm, burrows underground, and can catch, can reach several feet in length, or a typical sand boa snake. They got boas over there too? Jesus, if you're not dying of the heat and the sand. Well, look at here. If you ain't dying from the cold, the earthquakes or a, a friggin' uh, tsunami. <laughs> true, true. I love to fish. No, I get what Freaky Geek's saying because uh, uh, fish and all that is, is perfect fertilizer for a garden. Oh, I never, I never. You've never heard of that? No. Fish, decaying fish in the garden is, is a really good fertilizer. I didn't know that. There's big salamanders in Japan. So do you think that's what they're seeing is these? And I was going to say salamander. You did say salamander. Oh, I did, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. Night, a three-way call on the address screen, Pennsylvania water. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of sightings of those, Pammy, like the pterodactyl and, and... Are we sure it ain't the Mothman coming in to give a warning? That could be too. That could be too. No, I think what people are seeing are bigger than the Mothman. I could uh, I be just, wrong. I'm just bringing up, you know, it's possible. Right, right. Because when you see a fly at night, it, uh, uh, depth perception is totally different. Right, yeah. You're just seeing, yeah. Kelp, too, and seaweed. I didn't Because they're, they're full of proteins in that. It makes sense, definitely. It definitely makes Look sense. Look at that. I don't have a green hey, thumb, Beth. but I know something about gardening. Right, right, right. Hi, Beth. They are plasma lightning before earthquakes like China. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they, they have this, uh, it, it almost looks like they're uh, getting ready to do an electrical shock. Oh. Okay. All right. Wow. So it's, so it's like, um, Rodan? Hi, Beth. Again, comes in. Huh? <laughs> Again, Godzilla comes into play. Wow. <laughs> was it Rodan? No, it wasn't Rodan. Who was the, the three-headed dragon that could shoot electric? Oh, you're just a big dragon. Oh, cool, Beth. Well, you just you just gonna bounce around now. Keep bouncing around <laughs> everywhere. Well, thank you for stopping by here. Yeah, definitely. I do car rings every Friday now. And I take the names, so if you make me mad, you won't make the list. <laughs> now, you're gonna confuse them, Beth. What happened? Hi, Summer Breeze. No, uh, no, not gonna confuse me this time. <laughs> I thought I could catch them. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I know who that is. <laughs> the ones in California. No, no shit. No, no shit. That's interesting. No, that's really, really interesting. That's pretty cool to know. All right. Crap, why did I do that? I agree, Mary. Uh, you know, it just, I, you know what? 
act like a duck and let it roll right off your back. Because I'm I'm doing that at this moment right now. If, if, if you, I'm heading over to live, guys. Sorry. If you understood who I was, you would understand that I'm stewing. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna. Uh, you got a million pictures of Gidget. Man, that dog really? didn't. I know that dog did not like you. No, you well, no. Me. Actually, there was times where he would. He, he'd come over and jump in my lap. Let me. Even, but if I moved, oh shit. <laughs> Gidget is my. Well, it started out as Ryan's dog, but it became Danielle's dog. It's a Chihuahua. Well, it's because Ryan left. Yeah. Oops, sorry for if you guys caught a reaction. Or not a reaction, but a... <laughs> oh my God, I need to go to bed. I got up way too early. That's what I, I don't want to hear shit about you got to go to bed. You got up way too early. Scoop. Thank you, Scoop. When did Scoop sneak in? Scoop. There's that dog. I love that dog. Thank you so much, hon, for the ice cream. <laughs> Hers just got here, apparently. Either that or she's been lurking. Lurker. <laughs> I can't put too much in the chest, but if you guys head on over to D-Live, I put 50 in the chest. Let's go. Get over to D-Live, guys. Hype up chats. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> the more you talk, the more lemons you get. See? Beth, she's hopping panels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is where I tell you all. Guys, fist bump, girls hugs. Stay safe, stay strong, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Scoop single won't enough. pop up. All right, guys, I'm getting ready to open the chest. Thank you guys so much for being here. Pammy, you have to be uh, part of D-Live. Pammy said she didn't know how to play. So, Pammy, what it is, is when you're over in D-Live. Bye, Mary. I will click. Take care, Mary. Talk Thank soon. you guys for being here. Sorry. Oh, you're oh. good. Um, Bye, Cassie. Much love. Um, when I click the chest, it should pop up and say, and then you hit the chest. It'll say get like get rewards. I haven't done it in so long. Um, it'll say like get rewards, and then you click that link, and then when the timer runs out, lemons should have it should give you some lemons. But not affiliated with D Live. But Pam, yeah, she's got a D-Live account. Well, then she just needs to jump over to D-Live when that happens. Right. But the longer you're in D-Live, the more you talk in D-Live, the more lemons you will acquire. Andy didn't even notice that I... Andy, I'm, I'm saddened that you didn't even notice. Oh, thank you for the diamond lunar... Well, Mary. Mary. Uh, who's sending lemons now? 
Tell Blurry I can't read it. I can't hear you. What? Who's sending lemons now? I can't, can't read it. Mary sent, and somebody sent a diamond, but I didn't get to see who it was. Or Mary sent a diamond, somebody sent a lemon. What a, oh, <laughs> Beth, thank you, Beth, for the lemon. Sorry, guys. Okay. Hey, I am hitting the button now to see the rewards. 30 seconds, guys. It's The chest has been hit, so if it hits.